Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Conversations with Christopher. With world-renowned psychic, spiritual teacher, and healer, Christopher Reburn. Visit Christopher on his website at www.reburn.org to schedule a private reading with him, view tour schedule, his spiritual audio CDs, and much more. Whether you are a spiritual beginner or a spiritual warrior, Conversations with Christopher is geared towards your continued spiritual learning and development. And now, please welcome Christopher Reburn. This is Christopher. Thank you for being here today. Welcome to Conversations with Christopher. I am your host, Christopher Reburn, and it's always so much fun when we have Andrea Perrin on the show. Those of you that are familiar with our little show here um, have gotten very used to hearing her beautiful voice uh, on a monthly basis, just about. We've only missed a few months in the last uh, few years, so it's always such a privilege and just a treasure to have her to talk about a variety of topics because if anybody in the world has experienced something so paranormally profound as she has in her family, um, I just don't know who that would be. She just is so qualified for these discussions. And I'm talking about the best-selling paranormal best-selling author of the trilogy house of darkness, house of light, uh, soon to be on the big screen, a theatrical worldwide release, which we're so excited about, her upcoming book is almost ready to be in your hot little hands. It's called A Wonder to Behold, uh, which we're excited about that as well. And and she's here today to talk to us about how we can release fear from different paranormal experiences because so many of you have wrote in and have asked you know, to, to talk about this topic. So we're so happy that she's here. Without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the queen is here. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, always wonderful to have her here. Uh, Andrea Perrin is with us now. Hello, Andrea. Hello. Okay, Andrea is going to be with us in just a moment or two. Um, I think we're having a, just a little bit of a, a little bit of a technical difficulty. So what we're going to do is um, we're just going to wait for Andrea to. We're going to actually get Andrea on the line. That's what we're going to do. We're actually having a little bit of technical. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. So sorry for the little technical difficulties. And without further ado, here it is, our lady. She's back with us once again by popular demand, uh, the wonderful Andrea Perrin. Welcome, girlfriend. Thank you for being here again. Hi. I could hear you perfectly, but you couldn't hear me. I was, you know, blah, 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 and already, and 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 then you were gone. Then I heard blink, you know, so I know <laughs> there's a... Uh, often uh, technical difficulties doing live shows, but... Well, sometimes it's uh, just with you, actually. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's yeah, only with and, our shows. So, but, but yeah, this is definitely a little technical, but we're so happy to have you back today talking about something that I know is near and dear to your heart um, because you've been approached by so many people over the years and, and sometimes have been woken up in the wee hours of the of the night from people absolutely petrified of what they've just witnessed, a ghost, a paranormal, you know, activity, or even a scary movie that could have provoked additional fear. And I know some of your main, um, when you speak about this all over the world, you've incorporated such peace into your discussions about not fearing. 
So talk to us about that, and then we're going to get into some of your really quite intense experiences at the farmhouse. But tell us how we can maybe uh, release fear from different ex- uh, paranormal experiences that frightened us. Well, you know, I try to let people know my point of view um, from a really pragmatic uh, perspective. And that is is that fear is uh, a part of our lives. It's, um, it's in our toolkit of emotions. But a lot of folks um, live uh, less than... Um, you know, live a half-life because they're afraid of everything. They're afraid, you know, to go on an adventure, to go do something uh, out of the ordinary. Um, and and we, we compartmentalize ourselves over time. And, and the more that we're exposed to the negative elements of life, uh, the more we tend to retract um, from fear. And I think that it is um, the most destructive of the emotions because of that. And we fail to uh, use it as a tool in our arsenal, uh, in our emotional arsenal. And instead uh, we relinquish ourselves to it. Um, And I think that the more that people uh, allow fear to make decisions for them, the more they turn over their own destiny to an emotion that's supposed to be uh, integral to them but not running the show, not at the helm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I try to you know, spread that message that we fear what we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so once we come to grips with the, um, the comprehension end of it is when we start to feel that, that fear just dissipate because we don't have to fear everything that's in our environment, nor do we have to fear everything that is ethereal in nature. Um, The fact is that we're all surrounded by the dead. We live with the dead. We are living with the dead. If all all the dimensions are integrally connected, if all of existence is one thing, if everything is energy and everything is one thing, then if any of us can see them, that means they're around all of us. Some of us can see them and some of us do not. Uh, I don't even know if the lack of ability to see spirit is something that is, uh, is self-imposed as we grow into adulthood. Uh, and very often that's the case because I've known of Uh, numerous instances uh, where Mm -hmm. children would report something to a parent and then they're told, no, 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 it's, that was a dream that didn't happen. Um, And, and so they start to, of course, they're going to listen to the the one and only authority in their lives. And so if a, a child comes out of its room in the morning and says, grandma read me a bedtime story last night. And then mommy says, no, honey, that's not possible. Your grandmother died before you were born. Mm-hmm. She just shut the door on right. that child's experience and discounted it and dismissed it. Um, and instead of asking 
the right and proper questions like, oh, did she say anything about me? Oh, you know, what was she wearing? And what story did she choose? And, you know, I mean, to me, that would be the, the most natural question to ask. Oh, my God, Grandma was here. You know, I mean, I, this, right. to me, I would be excited about that. Then I'm a weirdo, and people frequently point that out to me. Um, but, you know, I, I tell folks, you know, do not fear the darkness. Confront it. You know, evil and good and evil are are not equally balanced in this world. Mm-hmm. They're not. The vast majority of people are good, loving, kind, generous souls who want nothing but to have a, a, a good life, to live a good life, to make sure that their children have it a little better than they did. You know, I mean, that's really what the vast... Uh, numbers of humanity uh, embody and engender are these feelings, these emotions. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. when we are bombarded with imagery and stories of of evil acts that occur Mm -hmm. around the world and and bombarded more and more so as we become a 24-7, 365 news nation, Right. Then what we're being exposed to more and more is, uh, you know, just negative, um, sad uh, things that make you angry, things that, you know, that that conjure up all of those um, auxiliary emotions that circulate around fear. Um, The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear. Um, Fear is um, what generates hatred. And Mm -hmm. so when we start to come to terms with this um, from a fresh perspective, look at an an old issue with new eyes, as it were, Mm -hmm. I think that we come to understand that evil cannot survive the light because if it could, none of us would be here anymore. We would have been exterminated by by the naysayers and the ill doers, you Mm -hmm. know, like this guy that they just caught who had a, like a massive arsenal of, you know, guns and oh, yeah. about how he was going to just wipe out everybody in the world. Well, thank yeah. God our law enforcement caught him before he did any real damage. Yeah. Um, you know, but the fact is that that kind of stuff and things that most people don't know anything about um, mm-hmm. are, are omnipresent in our world at all times. What we need to do is live in the light to be the light, to be the beacon, to be the, the you know, that, that random gesture of kindness, um, to reach out to each other and love each other powerfully, to always be uh, mindful, uh, present in the moment of love. And mm-hmm. when we start to live that way and to hold that intention at all times and vibrate on a higher level, being, you know, an, an energetic, frenetic level, which is love, um, then this, the, the fear falls away. It doesn't have anything to cling to anymore. It doesn't have, the, I have found the very best way to dispel fear from your life, fear that is debilitating, fear that is, you know, it's good to have that little thing that taps on your shoulder and says, don't do that. Yeah. You know, don't go right. there. Right. You know, I mean, that's good. It serves a purpose then. But when you hand your destiny to it, 
yeah. then you've, you've given complete control of yourself over to one element of yourself, which mm-hmm. is nonsensical in the extreme and completely yeah, counterintuitive is. to living a happy life. So what I have found works most effectively did for me and for so many other people who have uh, taken my advice on this is to take a moment to embrace your fear, to acknowledge it, to acknowledge its existence, to um, thank it for every time it saved you from making a really poor decision or putting yourself into a difficult situation um, and embrace it you know, mentally embrace it and say, you know, thank you for being a part of me. I need mm-hmm. you to step up and, you know, save me from being stupid every now and then. Yeah. But for the rest right. of the time, I'm going to, I'm, I'm at the t- helm here and I'm going to mm-hmm. go do this and I'm going to go do that. And I'm going to have a life that precludes your involvement in it until I need you. But thanks mm-hmm. for being there all along. And once you right. have a conversation with your own fear, it's like, Oh gosh, there's so nothing better. left to do here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've, I've got to move on to other, some other fear-based carbon unit because this yeah. one's not buying into it anymore. And, and I'm glad that you said that because it's so, it's so helpful to so many people listening. Cause I know that there was a lot of people asking on Twitter, you know, things we're going to be talking about on, on today's show for this. Cause there's so many people that have absolutely been petrified and you've spoken to quite a great deal of them. Friends, if you're just now joining us, we're talking today with always the wonderful Andrea Perrin, House of Darkness, House of Light. You can get the you can get copies of Trilogy on Amazon and wherever popular books are sold. We're always so happy to to um to hear from Andrea. And her story was um was revealed well partially in, 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 in different bits and pieces in two thousand three. Uh, in the mo- major motion picture, The Conjuring, which has gone on to have uh, two or three more movies with countless others, I'm sure, uh, in production. How does it feel to be the head of that? I mean, because you, your family story started The Conjuring Empire, which has now grossed over a billion dollars in movie sales, DVD rentals, and Netflix. How does it feel to you to to be kind of like at the the start of that because it was your family story that really sold that, that film and, and the, and the series for that matter. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with me, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because I'm sitting here right now in my jammies and my slippers (laughs) and and a sweatshirt covered in cat hair and, and my hair looks like I've just been fluffed in the dryer and nothing about my life has changed. I am kind of a frumpy middle-aged and only middle-aged if I live to be 120, mind you, (laughs) uh, kind of a frumpy middle-aged, uh, lady who just, um, is just taking it as it goes. I'm not really very impressed with myself or, or anybody else. For that matter, <laughs> well, except for my sister Cindy, who just walked in the house, I'm very hi, Cindy. With my sister Cindy. Cindy, hi. Tell me, let her. Let, I want her to say hi. Just say hi. Just say hi. She's like, no, no, I got to go get the dog. You're doing yeah, it. right. Oh. Excuses, excuses. Okay. <laughs> and Ellie May, their dog is here too. Oh, unexpected, an unexpected visit. Mm-hmm. I love you, baby. 
Okay, love on Sammy. Love on Sammy. Sorry, I didn't mean to drag you into my personal, you know, inter interfamily stuff. That why not? Here. It's it's a beautiful I thing know. when there's those those beautiful interruptions and things like that. <laughs> Um, and it's always when it's a familiar face and family. I know how close you are with your family, and it's just, just a really tight-knit um, community yes. within your family. And having yes. to wait 30 years to tell to tell your story um, and to, 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 to have it all together and, and, and to wait until really – until the moment you thought that the world could really handle it because it was such a profound experience and such a, a frightening experiences that you and your family endured for 10 years in a Rhode Island farmhouse. So um, when, when you focus, when you, when you think about it like that um, and, and you know, the, you, you've released the books, which have been tremendously helpful to so many people and you're working on a new book called a moment uh, wonder to behold, which will be out very soon. Um what, what do you what do you hope to accomplish next in, in continuing, you know, to get people to be aware of your story? What's next after this book comes out? Because we have somebody on Twitter that wants to know. You haven't even finished this, and they're asking for more. <laughs> oh, bless their hearts. I love them dearly. That's so sweet. I stepped outside, so if you hear any background noise, it's just No, it's breath, fine. But, it's just fine. Um, I, uh, you saw everybody can chat it up in there, Mom and Chris and Cindy can, uh, you know, get, start mixing it up. The hen party has begun. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I look back on that time now, and I'm so grateful for having had the experience of growing up the way that I did, even though there were terrifying things that happened at the house, truly terrifying for my mother yes. and my sister, Cindy, particularly. We need to get Cindy on one time. And have her tell her end of this story on your She's show. She's a scaredy She's cat. Absolutely. We'll have to yeah. send her well, brownies or something to get her to I come on. No, no, <laughs> no. She's not. She was just trying to keep keep up with her dog. That was all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, um, I think that it was. It also taught us. You know, I mean, life is all about lessons learned, and unfortunately, you know, the test comes before the lesson. Uh, or as part of the lesson, you know, and so it it's confusing and convoluted and and difficult for people to wrap their minds around life in general, you know, yeah. but then when you move into a place where you're sharing it and, you know, literally living with the dead, dwelling among them in a house that was theirs first, um, it, it alters your perspective in ways that uh, never return to their original state. Um, you know, once the third eye is pried wide open, that's it. That door is open. It doesn't shut. It doesn't shut. And so, you know, it seems to me that the best thing for all of us to do is to acknowledge and then understand that, um, you know, fear is omnipresent in our lives. Uh, I don't encourage people. This is going to sound strange, but I don't encourage people to go to scary movies. Uh, I don't understand what part of a human being wants to be that frightened, yeah. wants to see horrible imagery that they'll never, ever get out of their mind. You know, it's like I just the only horror movie I've ever seen in my entire life uh, is The Conjuring. And I've seen it a That's number enough. of times because <laughs> I had to, you know, yeah. but yeah, but to me, it's like. Yeah, that it's surreal. It's it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's not even real. It's surreal. It's like 
you know, that's not how it happened. And that's not really our story. And what happened was so much more intense than anything that made it onto the screen in The Conjuring that, you know, it's literally comparing apples to onions. You know, it's, um, it's just an entirely different story. And so I'm grateful because The Conjuring, you know, put elements of our story out there in a way that virtually nothing else could have. But I'm working diligently with a group of really extraordinary people um, to bring our true story to the silver screen in a series of films. Because, of course, we lived there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And many, many, many things happened in that house that the Warrens never even knew about that mm-hmm. never made it into their case files because they were long gone. So, you know, this is, um, I look back on it now with gratitude. And, and even my mother says, you know, I look back on it. She said, you know, there were horrifying things that happened in that house. Mm. But she said, it's because I didn't understand what was happening in that house. And once I finally did, I was able to make peace um, on those premises. And we even, you know, you, as when you read in the third volume about our extricating ourselves from the farm in 1980, about the uh, incident where my mother had to ask to be released from the house because mm. they didn't want us to leave. My parents put that house on the market and didn't get a single bite, not a single phone call, nothing for six months, nothing. Wow. And that house did not want us to leave, nor did um, it want anybody to have anybody else to have it because when my mother first found it in 1970, uh, she called on the first day that it was uh, advertised and went to see it the next morning. And at the closing, um, about six months later, it took about six months to pull the whole deal together. And wow. that was when the real estate agent said, do you know that your call was the only one that we ever got on this farm? And I had posted it for a six month listing and we got nothing. Crazy. This house was meant to be yours. It really was. And that's, that's something just to, you know, and, and one of the greatest things about those people that have not yet read your books is the way that you write, you write so detailed and so specific that you take your reader right back to the farmhouse with you right there with you um and you know we've we've got lots of lots of people that are very interested in your upcoming book which will be out soon called a A wonder to behold and this is really going to be so helpful for people that want to learn more of what's beyond the sky and this this book has been kind of a healing journey for you as well because you've there's been a lot of ups and downs that that you've had to go through through the writing of the book and the processing of the book it's a paranormal memoir spelled P E R R O N. You know, it really is. It really is. It's, I opened a vein. My dear John Tenney um, yes. said to me, he said to me um, after I had sent him a section of it, he said, Oh, my dear, you have opened a vein. And totally. yes, I did. Um, I have nothing to hide, I have nothing to withhold. Um, and this, too, uh, addresses the concept of fear. Um, the emotion of fear, because, you know, not only are human beings essentially fear-based carbon units, but we have had so much misinformation and so much manipulated information in terms of the whole extraterrestrial uh, topic that people cannot discern, you know, what is true and what is, um, you know, deliberately manufactured and what, uh, Hollywood has done with the subject matter, 
et cetera. Um, And so it really muddies the waters. And what I tried to do was cut right through to it and express all of the, uh, and I I don't think I left anything out, um, Mm -hmm. expressed all of the different incidents that have happened to me that involved conscious contact with extraterrestrials, which began at the farm when I was Mm -hmm. 13 Mm -hmm. years old. So anybody that's read the trilogy is going to be interested in reading this as well, because of course, everything is a tapestry and all the threads are intertwined. And so this is just pulling another thread of the tapestry and examining it more closely. But I think that it would help anybody who uh, was suffering some kind of a haunting or was afraid in their own house because things were happening around them that had never happened before, which is what it was for us. You know, we never had any experiences of a paranormal nature when we were living in Cumberland or when we were living in Willimantic, Connecticut as a family, you know, mm-hmm. none of, nothing like that happened. It was when we moved to the farm, you know, and, and these were the entities that are attached to that farmhouse for whatever reason. Um, but people sometimes will, you know, move into a, a new place or new to them. And that place has a history. It has, Mm -hmm. you know, residual energy. It has, uh, you know, sometimes uh, a resentful spirit that doesn't want somebody new in the house, you know, Mm -hmm. and so people will encounter these things. But I ask them to look at it more from uh, an educational vantage point, like, wow, you know, I've heard about ghosts and spirits before, but now, (laughs) wow, now we're living with one. Oh, did you see that? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, to to look at it more with curiosity than fear. Uh, right. Because the vast majority of quote unquote hauntings are not malevolent at all. They're benign or even mal- or even benevolent. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the whole idea of demons and 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 hellfire and brimstone and all of that. I mean, I consider it uh, all archaic. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that the devout Roman Catholics out there were, well, are cringing to hear me say that, you know, because, of course, uh, it's through Roman Catholicism that, you know, the whole notion of demons and uh, expelling evil through an exorcism uh, mm-hmm. has its foundation. Uh, yeah. But I think ultimately fear is also a very effective method of crowd control as I think so too. religion. And I think that people should examine that as they evolve spiritually, because spiritual spirituality has absolutely nothing to do with religion. I'm glad that you just said that because that's, 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 and we're going to do a show on that soon as well, because that's a whole, that I know that you've got a lot of things to say about that as well. Wow. We have, um, as always, we blow through our half hour so quickly and, you know, we've got a very, we only got about two minutes left. So, um, Coming up on March 7th, uh, Andrea is going to be back, and this is going to be part two. Um, and as you, those of you that keep listening to us, you're going to be seeing that we're doing a lot of part twos and part threes and part fours because we can, right? Why? Because we can. Yeah. Everybody loves loves you and loves us together. Uh, March 7th, remembering April, part two. We're going to do another. Um, just lots of memories of April. I know that's an important date for you. Um, and we're getting close to the two year anniversary of April's graduation. So this is going to be a good show on March the 7th. And I know that you're looking forward to that and some family as well. Yes, absolutely. Cause there's lots of new things 
from April that I know that that maybe you'll want to share and some some new updates and things since you well, know. Well, yeah, actually, um, the most important thing is that um, you know my entire family was together for Christmas this year. Yes. And I was bemoaning the shin was just taking forever on the book, and you know I'm yeah. waiting for proof. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And so, um, and it's uh, and it was. I, we understood that the delays had to happen for a reason because something so miraculous happened on Christmas concerning April. Yep. It was the, it, I now understand that it was the reason why the book was delayed because I had to write it and insert it at the very end of the book. And, and it's so a wonderful now, story behind that yep. too. We'll be yes, talking there about is, that. And I'm saving it to you. Yeah, I'm saving it for <laughs> you, my dear. <laughs> it's a wonderful. I know this story because we've talked about it, but the listeners, yes. many of them probably do not know. So that's going to be. It's a very profound experience, and 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 just listening to you tell it to me recently, it's it's quite an emotional experience to 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 hear and to to be there for. So until then, um, that's going to be uh, March the 7th at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. to our friends across the pond in the U.K. and beyond. Those of you in different territories, go to timeanddate.com to do your time zone conversions because we can only keep up with three time zones at a time. And uh, for any more information on Andrea, you can go online. She's on Facebook and um, you know, you can go on amazon.com and read a, you know, get her books, ebook, hardback paper, all that good stuff is on Amazon and um, all that. So until next time on March the 7th, when Andrea comes back to join us for remembering April part two, we will bid you farewell. And uh, thank you for being here, Andrea. As always, we love you so much. Love you too, honey. My pleasure. Thank you. Until next time, take care of each other. We love you. And you can visit me online at reburn.org. You can visit Andrea on Facebook and also House of Darkness, House of Light.com, which she's going to say, don't go to that site, but I said it anyway. So, and until next time, we love you all. Take care of each other and bye for now. Okay. We're, we're, we're good. Okay. Are you still there? Excellent. Just want to make yes, sure I'm we're right here. Make sure we're off. Um, okay, I think so. I'm not sure because it's just a, it's a stupid technical thing today. But everything else went fine, and um, and we're good. So I know you've got work to do and and stuff like that. But yeah, it was good. Were you happy with it? Yes. Yeah, yeah I good. said what I wanted to. I I went through my notes. I didn't miss anything. Good. Uh, and so. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's it really more of a primer than anything else in terms of yeah. dealing with fear. But, you know, some people have to start at that baseline because I, they've just lived with it for so long. It's just it's such an integral part of, of how they react to the world. And yeah. so you have to really start in a, in a rudimentary way. Yeah, there were lots of people on Twitter tweeting about us and stuff and saying this is this is making sense and this makes sense and people were sharing the links on Twitter and Facebook to other people and groups and stuff. So there'll be a lot of people on the archive that'll tune in and stuff. So, but that's great. And we'll talk shortly before this, uh, the seventh, before we do the April part two, you know, we'll talk before about that. I know that you've probably got some notes and things that you, that you'll want to include with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just going to be whatever, you know, you want it to be. And, um, I, I think it'd be beautiful. Last year was beautiful. And, and and I think this 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 would be just as just as beautiful, just as great, just as sweet and yes. nice and stuff. So I know that it will. 
All right, we'll get on and do your thing. I know you've got stuff to do, so I love you and thank yeah, you for today. <laughs> yes. Well, hello to everybody, and we'll talk again soon. Okay, darling. Love All right, you. I love you. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. Bye.